Hello and welcome back to episode number four of In the Petite Kitchen with me, Yasmin. And today I am really, really excited to have a friend join us and it is Bethany. Hello, Bethany. Hi, Yas. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited and I, I love that you've started these podcasts. So it's a pleasure. Bethany, Bethany is a very good friend of mine. Bethany Kadi, I'm so excited that I know you're in Dubai. You're usually based in Lebanon. I'm happy that you're in the UAE, although it's virtual, but at yes. least you're close. And yes. I thought it would be the perfect opportunity since we're all quarantined, stuck at home. There's a, there's a, no, an, a notion and an idea that keeps crossing my mind. And I thought that you would be the best person to discuss it with. Uh, but first, let me say, uh, I don't know if you feel the same, but since we've all been stuck at home, we've been longing to, to, our, to seeing and communicating with our friends more than ever. Mm-hmm. How yeah. have you been uh, feeling stuck at home? To be honest with you, I'm very much a quite I'm a home homebody most of the time. I mean, I enjoy going out and occasional socializing and all of that, but I generally do like staying at home, but I think this enforced staying at home kind of takes its toll on you. I um, yeah. But I'm grateful, you know what? I'm very grateful. I'm in a, I'm in a very, you know, good position, so um to, you know, in a you know, in, in my situation house and stuff like that so yeah we're blessed it, yes and and uh, you know but it, I think for all of us this is quite traumatic from you know it, it manifests itself in various ways for each person but yeah um I, I I really agree with you and I specifically feel it like this craze of baking baking bread baking banana <laughs> bread I'm sure it is a impact on us. Yeah. yeah just going back yeah. to the basics uh, taking control of our lives suddenly we all yeah. felt that yeah. there's uh, this yeah. um uh you know the uncertainty of it all and i think that is for me the scariest part because you know alhamdulillah we're blessed we're we're safe uh, dubai yeah. feels very in control uh we're just yeah. staying at yeah. home but the uncertainty the timeline uh, yes. And uh, this this brings us to the topic that I really want to discuss with you today, which is the money or yes. the pantry. And I wanted to ask you, what is the literal translation of money into English? So money just means provisions. So it's essentially uh, the winter's provisions. To make, yeah, so it's, it's always about, um, I, I was explaining it to my kids. It's about... So provisions, I never thought of the word, but it's provisioning your summer recolte, uh, whatever you... Um, yes, your, your harvest. Your um, harvest, and then yeah. you keep it. I was telling my kids a long time ago, they didn't have fridges, they didn't have electricity. So they used to harvest summer produce and then just uh, prepare them into a mune or, a prov- or yep. provisions. Exactly. Um, provision, provisioning out of your harvest for the summer, you know, you... you and you imagine we're on a farm in the mountains and we've always got a bounty of stuff like we even send stuff uh, down to the market yeah. we have stuff that we consume as a as a family extended family and then 
you um you still make provisions for the winter you know yeah so this is this is this is how it you know functioned um back in the day you know yeah that's how they survived when when we first spoke about it you and i we were uh, reminiscing about our uh, days in the beirut or lebanon war uh, the civil war between the 74 and the 90s we both grew up and spent our childhood most of our childhood in lebanon but we both have very different uh, upbringings as i grew up in beirut and you grew up in baskinta would you yeah. uh, would you tell us a bit about uh, how it was and how it felt? So yeah, totally. So around um, like in the mid eighties, um, we left Beirut for the mountains because it was getting you know pretty uh, pretty uh, serious yeah. uh, Beirut, and we have ancestral farmland there. So my father, who's a lawyer by trade, decided, mm-hmm. okay, I'm gonna set up a dairy farm. And that's how we spent the, la- the next four, four years, four to five years in the mountains, kind of um, chasing after cows, literally like, you know, milking cows. They'd give us all sorts of um, really scrummy jobs to do, like, um, you know, uh, <laughs> that's so break fun. down the pine, yeah. you know, yeah, that, 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 the, the, the really ugly jobs. Um, but it was beautiful because, you know, we got to, you know, we got to experience nature. We got to experience, um, you know, food heritage in, in, in the Middle East yeah. and in particular in Levant and in Lebanon and in the mountains. Superbly rich and diverse. Yeah. Um, and, and I think uh, it's reflected in, in both of your books, The Jeweled Kitchen and The Jeweled Table. Yes. Yeah. So the pantry is a massive part of my, yeah. my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, a well-stocked pantry is more important to me than a well-stocked fridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why? Because so... does it? Is it because? Uh, so it's. I think there are two uh, two points to to this uh, idea. One is the the feeling of security and mm-hmm. of longevity yeah. and of uh, exactly. that, the produce that is a long shelf exactly. life. And I think the yep. other idea, which I really it kills me because. Uh, I, you know, it's it's about eating in season. So when you have a mune or when you do provision, so you're technically harvesting at the peak of the the, the benefits and the, the seasonality gotcha. of the, the the produce, and then you yep. preserve it in the best way possible and have it throughout okay. the year. So exactly. for me, it's yeah. uh, eating in season and not eating in season. Now, it's a point we'll get to a bit later, but it's so important. And uh, that's what I really love about you, about the importance of eating in season and, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, pickling and produ- uh, eating produce that is from uh, the peak of its... Uh... Exactly. So I'll tell you something in terms of going back to why for me the pantry, like you yeah. said, you hit, hit on the nail. It is security, it's safety, it's comfort. So having um, gone through two crises now in this in this last year between the Thawra and now this, I'll tell you one thing. The first thing you do is you stock a pantry. Yeah, true. Um, you you know, now we stock a pantry now. But back in the day, that pantry was stocked because the winter, you never knew what was coming. Mm. Uh, so it was that. But the, in the, the twofold situation is also that a lot of the ingredients that you would would have in the summer you would never be able to have in the winter because of the the technological you know there wasn't the technology that you have today yeah. there was people weren't able to kind of uh, manipulate the situation mm. like we can True. Today. so in, in 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 that aspect 
like you said exactly, pr uh, preserving them at their optimum for the winter meant that you could also eat the and take in the benefits of certain produce and products that, that you needed through the winter. Yeah. Um, some of the most interesting ingredients for me from like the Levantine pantry are, for example, the preserved meats, the awarma. Wow. By the way, uh, you have to explain awarma to me. I know I'm, I'm very into food, but I'm, yeah. I, uh, the difference between me and you is that you are a lot more experimental and daring when it comes to food. For me, there are some yeah. parts of animals that I wouldn't dare go close to. Yeah. But can you explain yeah. awarma? No, you know why? I think the younger Lebanese would not know what awarma really means. So please yes. explain awarma. So uh, awarma is essentially tail fat, taking leaves, yeah, which is <laughs> the, the fat of a yeah. special sheep indigenous to the region <gasps> called awasi sheep. No, called what? Awasi sheep. Okay. It's a breed of sheep um, that's indigenous to the region. So anywhere from Turkey all the way to Afghanistan. It's an old... Uh, Iraqi tribe, you know, if we're looking at it from a historical standpoint, but we have them in, in various uh, uh, wow. countries. And what we use them is the tail. This is the tail fat. This is supreme. It's not like other fat. Uh. So, um, you know, it, it has a higher melting point, so which is why you can eat it. You know, they serve it yeah. uh, with... You can grill it on the barbecue. Oh it's God. amazing. It's nice and crisp, like crackling. And then you can melt it. For that reason, you can melt it, render it into a liquid form, wow. and then preserve meat in it. So the tail fat, which we know as uh, liye, um, once you add meat to it and some salt, um, you render it, you add meat and salt to it, and then you have awarma. Oh, wow. So this is it. And then it lasts you through the winter. So, so technically, but when, يعني, معلي, walk me through it. So you get the liye or the fat, the tail fat, and you get your meat. And what do you do next? Yes. How do you render it into... So first, first, you render the fat. So you chop it up into yeah. small dice. Okay. And then you melt it yeah. um, high heat. And then you add your uh, minced meat. You can add... Some people add mince. Some people add small dice. I like to add livers of meat. Okay. Some people like to add beef, some sheep. Okay. Um, then you just add some salt. You can season it with whatever herbs you'd like. Um, and then you just cook that through. Wow. And then... Pack it in jars so it's sealed within the fat and the salt helps to preserve wow. it for the winter. Imagine, imagine, imagine yeah. some it's someone living in a village genius. and having this glorious pantry filled with all of these amazing yes. stuff, amazing foods, and amazing uh, items to to yes. to yani, to survive uh, tough winters and tough times. Exactly. So, you know, we didn't have that much te technical, technological yeah. advancement in terms of being able to manipulate the way farming happens mm. today. Actually, this is very much a form of, uh, like, for me, I call this ancient technology. Yeah. The way it was preserved is absolutely genius. Like, another ingredient is yeah. kishik. When you sit down and you really think about it, you're just like, wow. Can you tell us? Genius. A... Okay. It's dried I mean, just like yogurt. getting yogurt mm. is another like phenomenal. But 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 when you look at what what they then did with you know um, dried yogurt, so what they do is they take mm. yogurt and they rip as much of the way as they can. They get it to like a hard wow. lepne, and then when they get it to that, they mix it with fine butter. Yum. Uh, it's fermented for four days. That's when you get green kashmir. Do you have so the recipe in any of your books? 
I do have a recipe for kishik in my the second ta- okay. book. Okay, excellent. The jewel table. Yeah, yeah, okay. the jewel table. Yeah. So, um, so that's another fun. And and then you know, it's this uh, with this uh, powder that you reconstitute yeah. into. Uh, wow, food. I love kishik. I love kishke soup. And it's super yes. nutritious. By the way, I'm very. Uh, I have to say, yeah. I have to. Sorry, interrupt you. Uh, just to show the clash here of uh, the difference, not a clash, okay, it's just a difference. But you grew up in Baskinta. I grew up. Bas- you can yeah. right. What? <laughs> you can tell, no, right? No, no. And the funny thing is, when you're describing all of <laughs> no, your money, I grew up in Beirut. Obvious, and uh, now, luckily, my, my parents, uh, the family business is in, in food, and we had a supermarket at the time, so we, we never really had a shortage uh, of food but my pantry my like yeah. my I hope my when my mom is going to listen to this but our pantry was very different our pantry had uh, you know uh, palmito and uh, lychee and I think this is why and p- yeah. powdered milk because we were in yeah. Beirut we come from Beirut and I, I've always felt that you know my friends would say I'm from the Jabal I'm from this village I'm from that and I would, like, I would be like, yes, yes. you know, I love Beirut. I'm just from Beirut, but I don't have a, a place to go back to and to call, you know, this is my village. This is my heritage. Yes. But uh, uh, I think I get you. like my, we always had this. Uh, my, my parents are very, my mom specifically is the type, the very calculating type. So she would definitely have had a very, um, a very filled pantry. Uh, a very well-stocked pantry, but it was definitely not one stocked with kishik and uh, awarma and stuff like that. It was more powdered milk, uh, some cheeses, uh, olives, uh, yeah. pickles, yeah. you know, and palmito yeah. and lychee. And that is why I remember for the longest yeah. time I used to hate lychee. The foreign yeah. Accent. yeah. Yeah, not, more more yeah. canned stuff that uh, you know, and yeah. we we have uh, our family yeah. business is canned food, so Lebanese canned food. So we ha- did have a lot of that, but not the. That is why I think for me now I just I feel very mesmerized and very intrigued by by Mune. And I remember, like I yeah. bought a few years ago a yogurt making machine. I know we don't really need a machine, but I bought it. Okay, and when I think yeah. at sec- at the first week of quarantining. I just felt so compelled to make homemade yogurt. And I, I just, although in Dubai, alhamdulillah, we don't have any shortage. Supermarkets are stocked. But you feel like you feel the need to take control and to produce stuff yourself to feel that, you know what, I actually can do it on my own. Yes. I don't need to go out to buy. I can. I, I just made a compote of fruits that I had at home. I made some yogurt. Uh, I layered it in the pots and we had it and I, it felt so satisfying to, to be able to produce some, something that usually has to be packaged in very colorful package, packaging and with lots of sugar and coloring and stuff like that. Exactly. And um, exactly. I also wanted to share with you, so eating in season is something that I feel we might, I don't know if, it will be imp- maybe it won't. What do you think about eating in season nowadays? I think eating in season nowadays is way more yeah. important because I think look at the end of the day, it's not just the the, the fact that you're getting um, the best nutrients out of food when they're in mm. season, but um, you're getting the best flavor yeah. as well. So the quality of your dishes are going to be a lot better if you're working with ingredients already that are in mm. their prime. 
they're in they're in season they're really good and local local, yeah. local is another word and i really truly believe believe that so as much as possible i mean at the end of the day it's it's it you know it's uh, it's fine you know you like avocados they're not local that i mean god is that by okay? the way but i feel just, very guilty i feel very guilty eating avocados can you believe it i feel it's such an ex- it's, it's such excess it's yes to, to a certain as well you know you do have these these issues yeah. as well that develop yeah. now with the over farming of the way the, the global food yeah. market is exactly yeah. so that, so for me i try as much as possible yeah. to eat the way my grandparents ate and um uh, you know i try to try to, try to kind yeah. of maintain the, those sort of values and that sort of Tradi- um the traditional Levantine diet, the traditional Levantine approach to eating mm. and cooking, you know, which is very yeah, much it is very seasonal. I uh, wanted to to also ask you, I um just to kind of uh, to give a strong message, like a, a nice message from you to because you're so it's something that is in your blood and it is the Mune essentials. What would you really recommend? What would be your staple Mune items? To have now in, in this day and age in, in the UAE, in Lebanon, or in anywhere in the world during the COVID-19 quarantine uh, season? Oh, gosh, there's so many things. Listen, I'm going to tell you one thing I've noticed. I've been, I mean, I think like, you know, this isn't... Uh, uh, the, the way we survive today is completely different than the way our, yeah. our grandparents would have had to survive considering the situation. Like right now, the probably the most used ingredient in 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 my life right now is yeah. flour. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's so why it's uh, that's why right in now. the U.S. or in other parts of the world, it, uh, in in the U.K., yes. it's been out of stock. People rush to buy flour. Yes, yes mm. exactly. But this is us being, living kind of a life of luxury. But like another one would probably be tomatoes. Yeah, jarred. Uh, uh, you know on. Tomatoes, yeah, jarred tomatoes like is an item that I anyway uh, use. Yeah, yeah, I always have, have all it. The time. Yeah, yeah. So things, things like that. I mean, How about um, the halawi, jam, tahini, stuff like that? Pulses. Uh, I mean spices, of course. You know, like there isn't. I think any just one ingredient that you probably would need to have that you couldn't survive. What is yours? Without, <laughs> Yeah, mine. Flour. Well, yeah. No. <laughs> well, there's like for me, for me, definitely, really, literally, for me right now, it has really just been like you know. The other day, I was thinking, oh my god, did we just yeah. run out of flour? How are we gonna get to the store? Get to the yeah. store? Get the you know, like everything. What, what do you the flour, use the flour for? Else. Do you make bread or? Uh... So I've been making bread. I've started oh, the nice. flour dough. So I've started the flour doughs. Um, pizzas, naish. Um, Bethany, um, can you put the sourdough um, method on on your Instagram? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah I can for because sure. I I, I've been I've been lying low a bit. I've been lying very low, but I think I've kind of got my. You know, the first I was just about a, a bit of shock yeah. going through my system the first few weeks, and I've had to really come to terms with what's going on. But I think I'm. If doing you it. feel like it, it would be quite helpful. Yeah, I should. I should share. I, should. I will definitely, definitely. Please. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And tomorrow I'm making a banana oh, yummy. bread. So, uh, so I'll be posting okay, that as well. And yeah, so all gone. It's all. It's all gone. Yeah. 
But, but if you were to ask me previous to this, I would have probably told you Kashyyyk yeah, and right? and, you know, mm. stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, olives. I mean, I can't live without having By the way, day, I did so something. Uh, Kamena, I think it's my Lebanese yes. uh, fear, uh, war, uh, you know, factor. But I actually froze Lebanon. Yeah, yes. I froze Lebanon <laughs> because I cannot live yeah, without Lebanon. Yeah. I, I actually in my in my freezer I have bread, like sliced uh, good yes. quality sliced sourdough, and I have Lebanon because yes. these are for me two items that you know I would li- it's, I feel they're luxurious items, but I really like to have them. But yeah, you yeah. hit it on the nail. You know, Lebanon is another ingredient that I have every morning and yeah. I take for granted, but. In fact, exactly like you said, you can either freeze it, but also you can remove as much of the whey, get it to dry, lebne, roll it into. Bowls, I have that as well. Oil, and it's yeah. in the pantry as well. I love that, superb. and I have it. This so, is for me an item that yeah. I have. I love, yeah. That's I, I love breakfast items. So I love jams. I love yeah. lebne. I love you know bread, flour, fresh bread. Yeah. All of these. Yeah. Fresh bread, flour for that. So yeah. It's, I just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and maybe grains, maybe like you know, um, some Pulses. some grains, you know, yeah. like frike, some rye, uh, burghol, your you know, traditional, uh, um, yeah, pulses. Yeah, you pulses know, I uh, one thing like, also well. worth mentioning personally, I felt the urge to just cut, uh, cut, uh, out meats and just have a lot of birghol and uh, pulses and grains and and also you know yes. i we're, we're actually now for i think it's the season of uh, green beans because i find them everywhere organic non-organic local and they're super cheap yes. so we're yes. buying a lot at yes. home and i'm just sauteing them and uh, or blanching them and storing them in the freezer yes yes Anyway, for me, lubia yeah. zait, for example, is way more delicious than me too. Uh, yeah. So, good call. You know, I think good we're call, gonna, inshallah, get out of this uh, whole uh, COVID nineteen, um, you know, uh, period and phase of our lives with with some positive aspects, which are going back to basics, really appreciating the luxury yes. that we have, appreciating uh, the luxury of our uh, lifestyle and uh, of uh, technology and uh, conveniency. And uh, we might just feel yes. like, I think all of us of going back to basics is not something that's going to disappear from the day uh, to the next. Inshallah. Inshallah. Like, because you look at it now and you can see already we kind of really, you know, for the first time we can tell Humble. how much yeah. impact we have yeah. on the environment. True. And you really, yeah. you visibly see it. You can, there's no kind of say, yeah. oh no, it's not true. real actually. Um, not anymore, yeah, not after this. So, you know, having that kind of newfound respect, newfound appreciation mm. yeah. for the environment. And, for the land. And, and, and having, you know, and what the basics that it's okay to kind of live a bit yeah. more basic simple life that everything doesn't have to be so hurried yeah. everything doesn't have to be go go yeah. go 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 True. you know um so you know i i kind of i'm really looking forward to that i hope that and, kind of really and you know stick. i think one common thing that everybody misses at the moment for us here let's say in the uae the one thing that we miss is the human interaction 
and at the end it is the most yeah. important being with friends you know being yeah. around just seeing people talking hugging uh feeling uh you know the presence of people we love around us is one of the most important things that you know we shouldn't uh belittle Bethany, and, thank you so yeah. much for joining uh, this lovely podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Always thank a you. pleasure. Um, thank you so thank much you. for having Take me. Take care and stay yeah. safe. You too. Bye. Okay. Thanks. Bye.